It might be a crazy life. But it's our life. When I, we're in our second uh, week of this John minus Kate leaves eight, and I have a couple of people I need to uh, I need to call out. I know Mike and Michelle Byer. They did their homework this week, so let's give it up for Mike and Michelle. All right, very good. Um, I'm just going to read some names. Brian and Paula Anderson. They're in the 1045 service. Uh, Josh and Shannon Manley. Are they in here? Uh, okay, they're working. Okay, uh, Roy and Vicky Buck. I know you, are they in the tip? Yeah, come on, let's give it up for Roy and Vicky. Very, very good. Uh, Jerry and Ginger Tucker. They in here? All right. Um, let's give them up. Uh, Grady and Ashley Weekly. Eric and Sherry Hampton. Uh, Carlos and Michelle. Are they in here? Carlos and Michelle? I think they're 1045. Um, Walt and Gemma. Megan and Larry White. John and Monica. Uh, Kevin and Christy, Paul and Andrea, Eric and Pam, I know 1045, Jason and Brianna, uh, Chris and Dana, uh, Charles and Crystal, Chris and Brandy, and Stephen and Amy Wolanski. Let's give it up for those. We had 20 people, we had 20 people go to get some coffee just to hang out and just to be able to talk over that relationship. And was that a good time, those who went? I hope it was. Um, my wife and I actually did our homework last night, and it was late last night. And I was afraid that I, we weren't going to get our homework done. Because if I'm telling you to do something, I need to do it. You know what I mean? So I was a little concerned about that. But we got it in right under the wire. So anyway, um, today uh, we're going to be uh, asking and answering a question that some of you may have uh, asked at one point or another. And, and the question is this. How can a couple who is madly in love... I mean, they are in love. They are madly in love, and they're, they're standing at an altar, and they make vows forever and ever till death do us part. And he's got stars in his eyes, and she's got stars in her eyes, and they're just like, oh. How can that couple, 8, 10, 12 years later, hate each other's guts? I mean, if you think about it, that's kind of weird. You know what I mean? I mean, for somebody, for you to say, I love you forever and ever and ever, and this, you know, this time the dream's on me, and all of this, and you're just like, oh, and then 8, 10, 12 years later, that you hate them. I mean, there's a lot of people in this world you can hate. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, there's foreign dictators, there's uh, a serial killers, um, there are people who do, probably deserve our hatred more than others. I mean, people who've committed uh, just terrible atrocities and acts, I mean, genocide i mean we watch the television and we go wow you know the, the, yeah okay six thousand people died in rwanda and oh okay that's really bad but when you know and, and and there's not too much stuff there but when we start talking about our ex-wife or our ex-husband or your ex-fiance or your ex-girlfriend or your ex-boyfriend you just get this anger and there's frustration, and you can't say anything nice about them, and you just get angry, and you just hate them. But eight years ago, five years ago, ten years ago, you were like, I love you so much. You know what I mean? That's just kind of weird. That's kind of weird. So we're going to ask, and we're going to answer that question today. How can a couple say they love each other and just 10 years, 5 years, 2 years after they get married, they have so much animosity, hatred and just stuff uh, just surrounding them. 
You know, the reason many, why many of us struggle in our relationships and struggle in marriage is because we all come to marriage with a lot of dings, a lot of hang-ups, a lot of hurts. We call it, they come to the relationship with a lot of baggage. That's exactly right, all right? With a lot of baggage. You know, relationships would probably be a lot easier if we didn't have all that. I mean, think about it. Relationships, if you and your spouse... Um, only experience love and acceptance and security from your mom and dad, things would have been a whole lot easier. I mean, <clears throat> think of it this way. If you would, if your dad would have been at every baseball game, if your mom would have been at every recital, if they would have held each other's hands and loved on each other and just said, oh, I love you so much. All right, one of these days, y'all going to laugh at that one, all right? Because I feel like an idiot doing that, all right? <clears throat> Anyway, I mean, if, if they would have done all of that, and if they would have just surrounded you with love, and, and, and not just your parents, but if you would experience love and acceptance from your second grade teacher, if you hadn't have been dumped on by a best friend, if maybe you were you gave your entire life in a, in, a, in a job relationship and you gave it your all, and then you got let go because of cutbacks, and I mean, if you would have only experienced good times in, in relationships and never been dumped on and never experienced any pain. <clears throat> if, if, if everything would have just been perfect in your family, and not just yours, but your spouse's family, and you came to the relationship just with your cup overflowing with love and acceptance and, and just good feelings, then you got into that marriage relationship, everything would be a whole lot easier, right? But I don't know about you, but none of us, none of us come to our marriage relationship that way. Because all of us, we've been banged up a little bit. We've been dinged up. And we've got corners chipping. And we've got, you know, things in our life that's missing and some cracks in our relational foundation because of stuff that people have done to us. And we come into our relationship and we're struggling a little bit. We experience some struggles. Man, I tell you what, all of us have that baggage, that darkness that stuff in our lives. In fact, listen to what Jeremiah 17.9 talks about, about the, really what's inside of us. It says this. Jeremiah says this. The heart. Everybody say heart. The heart. Now, by the way, in the Hebrew mindset, the heart is the essence of a person. This is the seed of their emotions. The heart is hopelessly, and let's all say that next word, dark. Our heart is hopelessly dark and deceitful, a puzzle that no one can figure out. The Bible says that all of us have a darkness inside our hearts, that we all have problems, we all have baggage, we all have just stuff in our hearts. And that stuff in our hearts, really what sets that stuff out is a lot of times those romantic relationships, romantic relationships. Let me introduce you to two of my little friends, all right? This is Mr. and Mrs. Wright. Now, you may think their names are Mr. and Mrs. Louisiana Teabags, but you would be incorrect, all right? Mr. and Mrs. Wright. Let me tell you about Mr. and Mrs. Wright. Mr. Wright, man, he was in college, and he's doing great things, and he's got his career ahead of him, and he meets Mrs. Wright. And he looks at her and he goes, good, 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 And he gets all hot under his, you know, under his flaps. 
And, uh, I mean, she's a knockout, and, she's, and he's thinking, wow, you know, I've been looking for Mrs. Wright for quite some time. So uh, Mr. Wright starts looking for Mrs. Wright, and Mrs. Wright takes a second look at Mr. Wright and because she's been looking for her Mr. Wright. And he looks at, she looks at him, and, you know, he's athletic. He's got a great form. He, I mean, his body is just in great shape, much like mine. And um, that wasn't funny. <clears throat> anyway, and, um, and, and she just sees in him just so much potential and love. And when they get together in their relationship, they just have just, I mean, they're dating and they're so careful. And they just spend time with one another, but they're so careful because they want to win each other's hearts. So they're just, oh, look at here. And they're just having so much fun. And then both of them get married. All right? They both get married. And things are going well for a while. You know what I mean? Things are always going well, but then they have some conflict. They have some arguments. They start fighting. And he loses his temper. And she's going, whoa, where where is all this coming from? She's going, why are you you angry? Why are you losing your temper? And he's going, well, if you didn't do that way, if you wouldn't have talked that way to me, then you know what? I wouldn't have had all this darkness come out of me. And she gets angry, and he gets angry, and he gets frustrated. And she says, you know what? I don't understand you anymore. And she goes home to her parents, and uh, she talks to her parents, and they start getting into some relational hot water. And um, she blames him for all the darkness that comes out of her life. And he blames her for all of the darkness that comes out of his life. And they start blaming each other for all of this junk in the relationship. They start going through and they start playing the he said, she said. And they start wondering, where, where is this stuff coming from? You know, this stuff comes from because she makes me mad. And he gets me frustrated. And he starts thinking this way. Mr. Wright starts thinking, maybe I didn't choose real well. Maybe I thought I found Mrs. Wright. But as Mr. Wright, I didn't choose too well. So, you know what, that's not a very... Maybe I need to do something different about that. Maybe I need to... Start looking for another Mrs. Wright. And then M- M- Mr. Wright and Mrs. Wright going, you know what? I wouldn't act this way if he didn't leave his underwear all over the floor. Right? I wouldn't act this way if he emptied the dishwasher. You know? And the reason why this relationship is so cloudy and so murky and so messed up, the reason why all of this darkness is in our relationship is because of you. And he says, well, if, if you would stop wearing these nappy old nightgowns to bed, right? And if you would start kind of taking care of yourself, you know, things would be getting a whole lot better in our relationship, and I would start wanting to desire you. But you're just an ice cube. Y'all know what? Anybody relate to any of this? And he starts blaming her for all of this mess in their relationship, and she blames him for all of this mess in the relationship. And they start thinking, maybe I chose wrongly. I thought I chose Mr. Right. I thought I chose Mrs. Right. But I think she's Mrs. Wrong. So maybe I should choose again. I made a poor choice. But here's the truth. Here's the truth. The reason why 
stuff comes out of Mr. Right? The reason why all of this cloudy, dark mess comes out of Mrs. Mrs. Right is because that's what's in there. That's what's inside of her. That's what's inside of him. All of us have junk inside of us. In fact, Jeremiah 17, 9 says all of us have that darkness inside of us. And many times, so many times, we don't see that until we get into these romantic relationships. And again, romantic relationships brings out the best and worst in everybody, correct? I mean, everybody loves romance when it's springtime. Oh, when the birds are chirping and everybody's... All right? Thank you for the courtesy laugh. All right? But it's in those winter months of our lives, in those winter seasons, that we're like, man, I don't think I chose right. And the reason why all of this stuff is in our marriage is because of her. And she says the reason why all of this crap is in our marriage is because of him. But really, the reason why all of this stuff comes from, where does it come from? It comes from inside of us. And that is the reason why people who love each other, who are madly in love with each other, madly in love with each other, 10 years later are just mad at each other. Because they blame the other person for all of this stuff that comes out of their life when really the reason why this stuff comes out is because that's what's in there. He is absolutely sure that the reason why all of this darkness in his life is is just seeping out is because of her. And if she wouldn't say those things, if she wouldn't react, if she would respect me the way she needs to respect me, and if she would fulfill my needs, then I wouldn't do all of this stuff. And then she looks at Mr. Wright and she says, the reason why all of this stuff, she is so sure that the reason why all of this junk is coming out of her is because he doesn't he doesn't ever get home on time. And he doesn't spend time with the children. And he brings his work home with us and he's think and, and he thinks he's just all that. And she is so convinced that the reason why all of this mess is coming out of her because of him. But really, the reason why this stuff is coming out is because that's what's in there. And all of us have a tendency to blame those people we're most in love with for what comes out of us. But the reason why it comes out of us is because that's what's in there, right? Listen to how Jesus said this in Luke chapter uh, chapter 6, verse 41. This is page 787 in the One Church Bible. This is the way Jesus says this. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye? When you have a log in your own. In fact, let's change the word in there. Why worry about a speck in your spouse's eye when you have a log in your own? Because all of us are really good at pointing out the faults in our spouse, correct? I mean, if I asked you one-on-one, and some of you all probably wouldn't say it in a big group like this. Actually, some of you might. Um, What's the reason why? I'm not going to ask. But if I was just one-on-one, I'd say, hey, what's wrong with him? You could give me a list, right? And if I asked if, if I asked him, what is wrong with her? You could give me a list, right? See, we're really good at that. We're really good at, at looking at the specks in other people's eye. But look at what Jesus says. He says, don't worry about the speck in your spouse's eye, in your friend's eye, because your spouse should be your friend, correct? 
I'll just get that out there. When you have a log in your own, we get so focused on our spouse. And the reason why this junk's coming out of my life is because of her. And we point those fingers. We're so sure that the reason why I get angry and I lose my temper is because she responds that way. And if she didn't do that, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't react. No. No. That doesn't work. It doesn't work in your job. How many of y'all have ever had a boss be mean to you? How many of y'all, after he was mean to you, punched him in his face? One person, and you don't have a job anymore, Bob Key. All right. Anyway, you don't do that. Why? Because if you did, you would lose your job. All right? So somebody has been mean to you, and you didn't, you didn't respond back mean to them. So you don't have to react. You respond. But many of us, we react and we blame that person. And if they wouldn't do that, then I wouldn't do that. And no, that is not how it works. Look at Jesus continues, 42. How can you think of saying, friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your own eye. When you can't see past the log in your own. I mean, think about it. you got a little tiny gnat in your eye. And dude's got a timber. He's going, here, let me help you get that thing out of your eye, right? You're like, get away from me, freak, right? You can't see the mess that's in your own life. Don't start trying to pick out weed the gnats out of mine. Jesus says this, hypocrite, first get rid of the log in your own eye. <clears throat> then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Now, let me tell you what Jesus doesn't say. Don't get the specks out of your other friend's eyes. He doesn't say that. You see, so many times we as, we've taken in, in, in church that we shouldn't judge other people. And you know what? Well, they, you know, they're messed up. And you know what? God bless them, you know. Uh, and we just don't, you know, we don't correct them. But that's not, what this, not, that's not what the Scripture is saying at all. He's saying, yes, we need to correct them. But you know what? Before you correct them, you need to make sure you don't have any junk in your own life. When we have junk in our own lives and we start weeding gnats out of other people's lives... Jesus calls all of us a hypocrite. Now look at this. In verse 43, he goes to the heart of the issue, what's inside of us. <clears throat> 43. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit. And a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. A tree is identified by its fruit. Figs never grow on thorn bushes, nor grapes on bramble bushes. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what's in your heart. You see that last you see that last sentence? I want us to say that out loud. Let's say that out loud. What you say flows from what is in your heart. All right, that was a little weak, so we're going to do that one more time. Let's say it again. What you say flows from what is in your heart. What Jesus is saying is this. The reason why... You get angry and spart off, you know, four-letter words. The reason why you, uh, you get frustrated and you start throwing things or you end up, you know, getting in the car and you run away and you leave that relationship for a few hours. The reason why that stuff happens isn't because of your spouse. It comes from the overflow of the heart. The reason why dark stuff comes out of us is because that's what's in there. But here's the thing. And let me tell you what a lot of couples do. In fact, some of you may be there right now. 
Mr. Wright and Mrs. Wright going, man, I, I thought I chose Mr. Wright. That's what Mrs. Wright says. I, th- I thought I, I chose Mr. Wright, but I don't think he's right at all. I think he's kind of wrong. And, and every time he says that junk and all that stuff, he makes me angry. So you know what? I'm going to get out of the relationship, and I'm going to get in a new one. And, he, and Mrs. Wright gets in a new relationship. And everything's good after a while. Until you know what happens? An argument takes place. And you know what? She just gets angry. She gets so angry. And, and she's going, whoa, I, I, my, my second marriage is starting to look like my first marriage. And some of you, you, you've jumped relationships one to another, and you've went from one hot water to one hot water to one hot water, and your fourth marriage looks like your first marriage. And this is what you're thinking. I have married, guys, I have married the same jacked up four women. They all have the same problem. You know what? They do have the same problem. You want to know what it is? You. You the problem. Because what you bring into every relationship is you. Right? You're the constant. And you keep on blaming. Man, she's messed up. No. Jesus says, you're messed up. The heart is full of dark, deceitful stuff. The Bible calls it sin. What you say flows from your heart. And you know what? The next relationship starts looking like the first one. And you know what? It doesn't look, it doesn't look bad right now. I mean, it's a little nasty. It's a little cloudy. A little dark. Give it time. Because the real constant in this relationship is you. Is you. So our big idea is this. Don't just focus on finding the right person. But focus on becoming the right person. You see, what if you're married? And some of you are out there, I know, you're out there and you're like, you know what, I'm ready to call it quits, Chris. I'm ready to call it quits. I got three emails this week. But that, basically, that's what it said. I'm done. I'm done. And we start blaming the other person for all of this darkness when really the reason why this stuff comes out of us is because that's what's inside of us. So God is saying, listen, maybe you need to start focusing on what's coming out of you. Maybe you need to start spending some relational energy and stop blaming the other person and start looking at what comes out of you. Because the reason why it comes out of you is because that's what's inside of you. And going to another relationship isn't going to fix it. The only person who can fix this is Jesus Christ. Is Jesus Christ. So stop. If you're in a relationship and you think, well, you know, I don't don't think I can do this because, you know, and, and I heard this because we weren't Christians at the time. You know, then, you know, God really wasn't in the relationship. Well, God 
knew you before you were ever born. He planned every day out. He knew who you were going to marry. So you may not think he's Mr. Right, but if you married to him, he is Mr. Right. So you need to stop looking. And you may not think, well, well, yeah, but she's got some issues. Buddy, look in the mirror. Because all of us have some issues. That's what Jer- Jeremiah 17, 9 says. All of us have the darkness, that deceitfulness in our heart. Listen to how Jesus said it in Mark seven fifteen. Jesus says this. You are defiled by what comes from your... Everybody, let's, let's, let's all say that next word. Heart. We are defiled. We are dark. We are messed up by what comes from our heart. It is what comes from, and what's that next word? I'm sorry, this is an all skate this morning. All right? It's what comes from what? What? Inside. It is what comes from inside that defiles you. And let me tell you what he did say. It's not what comes from your spouse's mouth. That's not what it does. No. Far Out of a person's heart comes evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All of these vile things come when your spouse nags you. All of these vile things come from when she's just not sexual enough. All of these vile things come when he forgets to put the dirty clothes in the dirty clothes basket. Oh, my gosh. Is that what it says? All of these things come from within. They come from within. They are what defile you. What's inside of you is going to come out. And it's not going to come out because of who you're with. It comes out because they were there to begin with. Because that's how it works. And all of us, man, we're great. You put those tea bags and they're like, oh, I love you. But you put us in some hot water, junk flows. And the relationship grows dark. So what do you do? I mean, I think we're all, I've proved to you guys that this is a norm and we need to quit blaming our spouse. And that's probably one of our biggest application points today is you need to stop blaming your spouse for you getting angry. You need to stop blaming your spouse for you turning to internet pornography. You need to stop blaming your spouse for you losing your cool. And you need to take ownership in that because that's what's inside of you. So how do you clear this up? How do you you get out of this darkness? Because some of you right now, this is where you're at. And you want to go here. But I'm telling you, it's it's just a matter of time. It's not going to do it. So what do you do? Let me tell you, the answer is not getting out of that relationship. The answer is sticking in that relationship. We're going to be talking a lot about this next week. A lot about this next week. The answer is getting you guys to stay committed. Getting yourself out of some of these hot water circumstances. I would encourage some of you to even go see a counselor. 
Some of you think, I'm not going to go see a counselor. That's for wacky, weird people. Again. You need to know this. I have went to see a counselor. I, I do so. Because I've got darkness in my life, just like you do. My wife and I have went to go see a counselor. Because that's what, in my opinion, healthy people do. They talk it out. And if you can't talk it out civil, one-on-one, you talk it out with an umpire. Really? Really. So I would encourage you to find some counseling. And we have a lot of great Christian counselors here in Clarksville that I can kind of shuttle you guys to. Totally do that. And I'm not going to think bad of you because Kim and I have been there. Let me tell you another way that you can make this this water just clear up a little bit is quit focusing on your spouse and all their junk and start getting into God's Word. You start reading it every day. You know what's going to happen? It's just like a uh, it's, it's like a water filtration system. It's going to weed a lot of that junk out of your life. That's one way. The Bible is such a huge way of that happening. But also, studying the Bible in a group of like-minded adults, like-minded couples, in a community group. Let me tell you, September the 13th, we have our next group link coming up. And let me tell you about our community groups. I am in a community group. Ever since one church started, in fact, even before one church started, I was in a community group. I believe in this. And I'll be honest with you, the people in our community group, they they can tell you we're not perfect. We have come to community group, Kim and I, fighting. But we've came to community group. And we've been transparent. And we've let people see all of this stuff inside of us. And you know what happens? I get a guy coming to me saying, you know what, Chris? Maybe that wasn't the wisest thing to say when you said, hey, baby, does this make me look fat? And we start talking, and we're all transparent, and we start talking about some of this stuff. Because you have to talk about it somewhere. You start clearing the air and clearing the water by talking this out one-on-one or with a counselor. By quit playing the blame game and take ownership for your actions and getting into God's Word and letting Him filter you and getting into a community group. Because I'll be honest with you, that's where some of the best counseling you're going to have is going to take place. That's where care happens at one church. Next week, we're going to be talking about the D word, divorce. We're going to be talking about what do you do when somebody wants to stay in the relationship and the other person wants to leave. And I want to say this. I think I said this last week. I know I'm not naive enough to think that there are people in here. I know there's a bunch of you who've probably had a divorce. And one of the things you're never, ever, 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 ever going to hear from me and from one church is that, you know what, you've, went, you've ran too far from God. I know there's a lot of you who have went through a divorce and the re- you did not want it, but your spouse checked out. And you know what? God bless you. It was, you know, I, I know you had issues at the table. We all had issues. But you were willing to fight for the relationship and they just wanted out. We will love you. We always will. Because this church is for people who are dinged up and who have baggage and who are struggling. 
but we're just real enough to say, you know what? I'm a tea bag. I am. And the reason why tea's coming out of me is because I can say that. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, I thank you so much, Lord, for how you love us, God. Thank you so much, Lord, um, for your word and how your word cleanses us. Your word, your word, God, just clears us up. And Lord, it just makes us holy. It makes us right with you. Lord, thank you so much for that, God. Lord, I pray for those couples in here who they just want to, they want to give up. They're tired of fighting. And they think they're going to be happier if they just get out of the relationship. Lord, that's a lie. Lord, the reason why we're not happy isn't because of that other person. It's because we have that sickness inside of us. And Lord, I pray that you would cleanse us all from the inside out. That you would make us holy and pure and right with you. And by making us holy, pure, and right with you, you make us right with our spouse. Lord, I pray for a miracle this morning that marriages would be mended and that people who want to walk are ready to stand and to fight for their relationship with their spouse. Because the answer isn't moving to another home, moving to another relationship.